The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the SWP. The SWP. It's a show with episodes every single weekday. Delightfully crammed with tales of Ottawa sports and whatever. Steve Warren, Jim Jerome, schmoozing it up as always, talking the talk, making the podcast universe one a little better place, one episode at a time. James, how are things today? Uh, Stevie, uh, might have been an all-time record uh, last night. Yeah. Does that make sense? All-time record? Might be a record, right? Yeah, it's either a record or it isn't. Can't be a it new record, yeah, can't be an all-time yeah, record. It's a, it's a new record, right? They always said, I think it was you and I going, well, of course a record's new. Yeah. 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 Uh, that one, or or Stevie, where what I get from you? Where are you at? And I I said to a guy the other day, okay, try that again, and just leave the word at yeah. out of it. What's that at doing in there? Yeah, where are you at? How about just where are you? Let's see, it works the same, you know. But anyway, I'm very judgmental, Steve. Yes, uh, anyway, uh, set a record last night with the mini chocolate bars. Okay, Halloween. they're out. Go go to your local grocery store, Steve, and. It used to be options, those boxes, Steve. You know, there's four different brands, okay, or whatever they are, four different kinds of chocolate bars. And I remember, Steve, when it used to be, okay, oh, my God, I'm going to step out here and buy the 15 box, you know, 15 in one box. Do you see them now, Steve, with the 90? Okay, they got the 90. Uh, I couldn't grab that. Those people must be making it rain at the the door for the kids when they come trick-or-treating. Like, what do you need 90 for? Yeah, they may, they must just blast them in the face, like with a with a you know with, with the, get out of the here, master happy. blaster. Yeah, the master. Yeah, that would wouldn't it be great? The t-shirt launch the cannon. That'd be the best. The kid opens the door and you just machine gun him with a bunch of those candies. And you keep hitting them until they they fall over sideways, and then you know your job is done. Yeah, sure, you just exactly. knock them over with candy. They're happy. You're entertained. It's a win-win. Yeah, but if you're gonna buy them. To hand them out for Halloween, you've got to do it on October 30th, Steve. Not September 15th. Right, right. 21, Stevie, back to back. Lying on the couch, watching the Blue Jay game last night. Uh, 21 rappers I found. <laughs> okay. Oh back to back to back. Do that 21 times, Stevie. So what, were the, what was the common thread throughout the, uh, the, the candy bar choices? Uh, no, no, just Stevie. It was just like jamming my hand into a freaking, you know, a, a, a pile of chocolate bars. <laughs> okay, just, oh, I always do the same thing. Whatever my favorite is, I, I always just weed through it all to get the one. Like if I, I like a good O'Henry bar. So I'll so, hit yeah. all the O'Henrys before I start going to ch- my choice number two. Get them all out. And once they're all done, then I'll go on to, I don't know, Kit Kat or something. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like it's like looking for your wallet, Steve. And you and you grab you you pull in there and you but you pull out two boxes of Smarties and you go that's not my wallet right it's not my wallet but pull out the Wonder Bar Steve go there it is yes sir there it is right there yes yeah. sir life is life is good again so anyway 21. 21 last night so that's uh well that's uh so participation salutes you how about that that's uh go. that's quite impressive uh we were yeah. both a little bummed yesterday gotta say. Um, with the passing of one of our favorites, comedian Norm Macdonald, who did a good chunk of his growing up in Ottawa, passing away of cancer yesterday at the age of 61, which, I mean, I honestly looked at the guy in the last decade or so and, and thought to myself, man, he, he seems to be looking like a man who's to some degree in failing health. 
but I had no idea that he was battling cancer. He was very private about it. And uh, he passed yesterday at the age of 61. And uh, I think that, you know, I mean, he was one of those love him or hate him kind of, kind of guys, but I think more people loved than hated. And uh, I remember seeing him early in his career before he did anything on SNL or anything like that. Saw him at Yuck Yucks in a hotel or something like that, just sort of an ad hoc stage setup. And mm-hmm. I'd never heard of him. And he was fantastic. Me, me and my buddy still talk about his, his stand up that night, just really true, including some stuff he'd use later on jokes like uh, his popsicle joke. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but just so good. And, uh, and he always had this way about him where with a smile, he looked like he was laughing his head off. He just had this sort of sparkle and this vibrancy about him on top of everything else that he had going for him. Um, so sad news yesterday. What was your reaction to it? Oh, uh, it's uh, yeah. Jim Carrey, you know, Norm Macdonald, I've always thrown him in there. The, the newer, you know, Bill Burr, uh, you know, Louis CK was right up there, of course, and, until he went sideways, uh, Sebastian Manikowsko. Those are, those are the new guys, you know, but if I, if I had to pick, you know, I might, one of my other new ones is Kevin Bridges, this Scottish uh, comedian, and, and they're all funny. But, but whenever I look at all those other guys, you can see where they've kind of, I, I don't know if they did it intentionally or not, but, but kind of swiped some of, some of Norm's delivery, you yeah. know, some of Norm's. And uh, I, he, he was, I, I just love that guy. I just thought he was hilarious. Speaking of Halloween, you know, like Norm was, you know, typical Norm. He had a great Halloween joke. <laughs> You know, it's a Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. You know, Halloween. The kids come around and collect candy, you know, with a pillowcase. And But then it's Thanksgiving, you know, and we should jam them together. There's too many holidays, you know. So how about Halloween and Thanksgiving together? Call it Thanksween. And you just, when they trick or treat, you just smash a bunch of mashed potatoes in their <laughs> pillowcase. You know, he was just, he was brilliant. I met him. I met him. I was doing a gig in London, Ontario. It was the Briar, uh, the men's curling national curling championship. And he was in the same hotel as I was. He would, he had performed there or was performing that night. And um, I mean, it was like one of my heroes, you know, when, when I saw this guy and I went over to him and I, I, I felt like the idiot that I, that I criticize all the time, giving it the, Hey, huge fan, huge fan. Right. And he, he, he was like, like it was comedic genius for the next 45 seconds. What he did on the fly was a big fan, huh? You know, who cares? Jeez. <laughs> oh, He's close. Everyone has a story, Jim. There's a story, but I don't want to listen to yours. Johnny. Wow. Okay, Johnny, call me Johnny. <laughs> and then he put his hand on my shoulder, you know, and said, nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. It was, he didn't um, mind mixing a little cruelty in with his brilliant humor. Gotta say, um, and it, well, so he got if, booted if off. Sorry, man. Go yeah, ahead. I was going to say no. If, if you didn't have thick skin, you, you might not fully appreciate Norm Macdonald. But uh, yeah, sorry. Continue. Well, he 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 got. You know, he was edgy, uh, Canadian, right? So you always love to to see a you know one of our own. You know, make it in the big leagues, right? It's like that guy's Canadian. He's on Saturday Night Live, right? When he did, he was one of the original Weekend Update guys, right? Ottawa guy. Ottawa guy. Yeah, at the Weekend Update, there was a. A big outbreak of botulism in Southern yeah. California. Well, I'm, you know, I've told that joke before. You know, it was in ice cream. They can't figure out if it's the, you know, in ice cream, if it's vanilla, that's a flavor. Vanilla or the, or the chocolate. 
or the uncooked pork swirl. <laughs> I still laugh. I've told it a hundred times, you know. You're right about um, other comedians, though, that obviously were inspired by him, whether it's stealing or borrowing or, like I say, just being inspired by the guy. He clearly was the one guy that other comedians held up as kind of the standard, um, mm -hmm. really influential and such. And so, um, but I mean, across the board, you think of all the great moments that he had. He would be, for example, he was there for Conan's final show as, as, as the guy, uh, you know, before Jay Leno swiped the Tonight Show chair back from Conan. Mm -hmm. Conan had, I'm sure, Norm Macdonald on his show a hundred times over the years. Right. They were clearly right. tight and they had a lot of great chemistry. But the night that he was going to give up the chair back to Jay Leno after NBC did the old switcheroo, <laughs> Norm comes out with a big old gift basket in his final show. He says, I spent 60 bucks on this for you, Conan. Oh, that's nice. That you, you did that for my final show. That's fantastic. Actually, no, that's not what it's all about. I, I actually got this for you back in June when you got the job. <laughs> and then he proceeds to read a card that basically says something along the lines of, uh, Dear Conan, congratulations on taking your your role as permanent host of the tonight show and just it was just classic and uh, he was there he was there for letterman's farewell performance as well and did that great germany skit that night i don't know if you've seen his stand up on no. germany which is absolutely hilarious um anyways uh, i mean we could sit here and uh, recite norm mcdonald's stand up all day but uh yeah i think everybody did a lot of that went on youtube i saw steve lloyd on twitter mention it is everybody else doing what I'm doing? Basically going down the rabbit hole of Norm MacDonald oh, clips man. over the last 30 years. Uh, some fantastic stuff for sure. Like what? Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch um, watch Norm MacDonald on Conan, one of the clips, come on and tell a joke. Okay? And, and, and the joke is uh, this moth goes to see his psychiatrist. Okay? Or no, podiatrist. He goes in to see a podiatrist. And the joke is, this moth goes into the doctor, and the doctor says, why are you here? And the moth says, because the light was on. Right. Okay, so that's the joke. But you got to hear Norm MacDonald tell that joke. Have you seen it? Did you? Oh, see yeah. It? No, it goes oh, on for about five brilliant. minutes. It's where he's basically breaking down, like, just, it's almost poetry is going on. It sounds like you're reading a, I don't know, like a, like a bad romance novel or something like that. It goes on forever for that punchline and, and nobody else could pull it off. The yeah, way you just no. said it, it just sounded like if you haven't seen the moth joke and you just heard Jimmy mention it, you go, that's not that funny. Right? Oh yeah. Wait, the way wait. he did it. Well, he said, the guy goes, what brings you in here to the office? And he goes, and, well, cause I love Gallardo, Stevie, as you know, but you got to hear Norm lay on some names during that joke. It's just, <laughs> Oh yeah. That's God bless funny. him. One of our own two Stevie is the other thing. And, and God, is it ever, you know, it, it comes on a week, Steve, we were talking about Canadians in Fernandez and, and what she did at the, at the U.S. Open and what the Jays are doing right now. And, and this guy, you know, was, was a way to go, man. What a, what a great run. Awful that he died so young because he was brilliant. He ended up getting a sitcom. Uh, he ended up, on, you know, he was on SNL. And uh, it's just a remarkable, remarkable, hilarious guy. You know, loved him. Loved yep. him. Had his own YouTube channel up until um, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, failing health kicked in, uh, but uh, it ran until about a year ago. Um, him and some other guy that I don't know who that was. He's sort of a, his own sidekick, but still had all the big names, still had some great punchlines in there as well, even though you could tell um, that uh, that he maybe wasn't doing so well. Never forgot his roots, though. And as we go to break here, 
Uh, this is one of his early appearances on David Letterman. I'm sure they'll forgive me to, for the copyright infringement mm-hmm. and all that under the uh, circumstances. This is Norm MacDonald with a very funny story that he tells about the famous panda game between Ottawa U and Carlton. So uh, I went to this thing, and, and the thing about the panda game is it's just a big party, and every year somebody does something crazy, you know, like the engineering students from one of the things. Like one time they put a bunch of greased pigs on the field. Oh, yeah. And they had to chase sure. the greased yeah. pigs. College pranks. Yeah, college yeah. pranks. One, one year they made a big <laughs> slingshot, giant one, and they shot like water balloons over to the other yeah. side to hit. And so... Every year, everybody wonders, hey, I wonder what, what's going to be the big prank. So then I was there. I was really wrecked, you know. I was like, and so in my head, right, I go, I'm going to figure out the prank to do. I'm going to be that guy, you know. And so I'm walking around. I'm no good at pranks, you know. And I'm, I'm walking around the stadium. And I'm trying to think. And I see, you know where they sell the hot dogs, the hot dog stand? Yeah. There's a big, like, mustard thing where you push on yeah, the top. Yeah, the big pump, sure. You know those big yeah, yellow yeah. things? Uh-huh. And you push on the top to get some for your delicious hot dogs yeah. and mustard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I go, I'll grab this, this, hot, yeah. this hot dog mustard thing. And so I grab it, and I'm, like, walking away. And I get back to my seat, and I go, my idea was I'll chuck this giant mustard thing onto the field, and then it will cause a big mustard stain on the football field. <laughs> I thought that would be really cool, because mustard is hard to get out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I get there, you know, but I'm really wrecked. And I get there, and I go, ah. And plus, I was way up, like way, right. way up. Right. There was no, I would have had to have superhuman strength to get that thing out. <laughs> and I don't have superhuman strength. No, just a guy. Oh, I'm just a guy, yeah. you know. And uh, so I take up the mustard, and I go, ah. <laughs> and I throw the mustard up, yeah. right? And then the mustard just goes up a little way, and then I see, like, the top, like, starts spinning off of it. And then this mustard all comes out. And then I just see all these guys, like, right in front of me, you know? And then so my buddy goes, run, run, run for your life, you know? So I start running like this. And that's it. That's all for Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982, one of the longest-running dealerships in all of Ottawa? The K family proudly strives to provide the very best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. Naturally, they're continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. So see what they're all about and shop for your next vehicle at JimKFord.com, 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Are you on hold right now with the insurance website you use for convenience? Just text me and see how much more convenient that is. I'll take care of the problem for you and maybe even save you a little money along the way. And you can go back to watching the football game instead. Text 860-6008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So James Brooks Kepka. Oh, I was just thinking about that. I'm glad you brought it up. Certainly does not lack for confidence, does he? Uh, says he's going to catch Tiger Woods for major victories. Cap guy, I believe, stands at four. Tiger, I think, is at, what is he, at 15? And Jack Nicholas at 18. Even says he's probably, you know, he figures if he wins one a year, he'll catch Jack with 18. And I don't know, I got to say, I appreciate that every great golfer, or great, great athlete has to be super confident. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I don't know if anybody really appreciates that level of braggadociousness what did you think of those comments that he gave in a recent golf digest interview yeah bad idea brooks bad 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 idea you know 
At some point, Brooks, okay, at some point, when are you going to, when, when they do stuff a microphone in your face, when are you going to sort of regroup, right, and, and get fans back on your side? Mm-hmm. Because nobody likes this guy. Nobody likes him. What is attractive about the guy is when that happens, okay? Nobody likes him. And, and I couldn't think of anything worse, Steve, than I don't give a shit about the fans maybe, but when, you're, when your own fraternity stops to not like you, okay? And the old frat there of, and by that, of course, I mean all the other players on the tour. Um, and he says, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. First of all, you should care in my mind. Okay. You should, uh, let's beat to your own drum. Let's do all that. You know, from Bryson to, to him, to, you know, to Tiger, to other, you know, great players. But all you got to do is step on there and go, you know, I lost my mind. I was just kidding, man. I was just, I was just kidding. Of course, of course that, that record would be unbelievably crazy if I ever could. But it's yeah. kind of an insult to Tiger, you know. It's kind of yeah. it, it really is, you know. It really is. It's like the the equivalent of that long radio run that you had, you know, and and was long, right? And uh, certainly in so your, long, certainly in your career. And then of course you lasted way longer than I did on Tigor. And then when someone new comes along, going, "What a great run they had that show," you know, Tigor, right? Which will, which is no doubt in my mind, right? People will talk about it till the day they die, right? These guy, I've just seen it. But a new guy coming and going, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock that shit out of the water, and I'm gonna right. last longer," you know, doing it right. You'd look at the guy and go, "Well, good luck with that," because the average, yeah. you know, the average is three years before a show changes up, and the average guy winning majors is, I don't know, zero. Yeah, you know, uh, like like the guys who've come through the tour, you know, Freddie Couples won one major. You know, it's not uh, only hard; it uh, is not many opportunities just, to do it. Just shut up, Brooks. Just yeah. shut up. You know. Yeah, I think the thing for me is not so much an insult to Tiger, because you know, maybe maybe he does think of it as an insult. I don't know. You uh, hear Wayne Gretzky all the time. He very graciously says when anybody's chasing down his record he says i hope somebody breaks it and maybe he means that but it's certainly the smart thing to say because that's what we want from our sports heroes or or any hero right superman superman like saves the day saves gotham or whatever maybe i'm getting that mixed up with batman metropolis would be what superman (laughs) saves and once he saved the girl and saved the city and a microphone gets stuck in his face does anybody want to hear him say anything other than Oh shucks, it's no big thing. You know, if Brooks Kepka was Superman, he'd be just like, Yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty damn awesome. All right. Yeah, I saved the city because I'm awesome. Nobody appreciates that. And yeah. I, th- I think yeah. Brooks Kepka's agent is really not doing his job by uh, getting in this guy's ear and telling him just not to say those things. His quote was this In my mind, I'm going to catch Tiger in majors. I believe that. I don't see any reason that can stop me. I'm 31. I have 14 years left. If I win one a year, I got Jack. People misconstrue that as being cocky. No, that's just my belief. If I don't have that belief, I shouldn't be out there. If you don't think you can win, why the hell are you teeing it up? I don't disagree with any of that, but keep it as a belief. Don't make it a commentary because nobody appreciates the person that talks that way. You know, it's interesting because today there was a comment uh, from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hoping that LeBron breaks whatever Kareem's records were. I forget what they were, you know, and, and 
you brought, you brought up Gretz, right? It goes, I hope Ovi does, right? Even Ovechkin, who I think is really likable, really likable. And it's obvious that he wants to play long enough uh, to, to set a record, mm-hmm. get, a, get, a, get, you know, get a record, right? Beating Gretz on, sure. I think, goals or points or whatever it is, right? Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't come, you know, it would be a phenomenal feat, right? If he does, phenomenal feat. But, but he's kind of likable in his pursuit of it. Yeah. Right. It's um, anyway, it's like Djokovic. Okay. Like if he, he, he's, he's on the edge here of setting an unbelievable record. Okay. Of majors. And this weekend, I think he, he was, it was, it was going to be the one, one of the records would fall this week if he won. Yeah. And uh, how, but how likable is that guy in that pursuit of that or Roger Federer, yeah. these other guys? Brooks it's not out. about what you think and what you believe. Like we had Ron McLean on the suspendables in a recent episode. He was very good. I'm sure there's part of Ron McLean's psyche where he goes, I'm the man, right? Sure. He's, he's going to go in the hall of fame for sure. If he's yeah. not already, I don't know. Absolutely. Don't. He's been around since the early eighties. Talk about long lasting careers and such. Um, you don't last unless you believe you can do the job and that you're going to be awesome at it. Um, if he got on the show and started talking about, yeah, you know, I'm probably going in the Hall of Fame someday. Like, nobody appreciates arrogance. Mm-hmm. Nobody appreciates bragging. It just makes you unlikable immediately, no matter whether you've earned it or not, whether you actually, you know, wh- whoever you, whether it's Gretzky or Tiger or whoever, the, Michael Jordan, the very, very best of the best, the, 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 the moment they start talking in a bragging manner is the moment they start to lose fans and... Again, well, if I'm Brooks Kepka's agent, I'm not doing my job right now because you're you're hurting the guy's money making potential. To be honest, well, it's so it's so tough, Stevie, so tough to play at that level. You know, it's so tough to win a Stanley Cup and to win a World Championship and to win, you know, the the Lombardi Trophy. I mean, it's just it, it's an incredibly unachievable, right? By most, right? By most. We think it's really achievable because we only see the the top guys in the world trying for that stuff. So if you're a sports psychologist or a friend of Brooks or a parent or wife or mentor or agent or life coach, you're going, let's not, let's not add more shit to the pressure fire here, pal. (laughs) Okay. We get what you're trying to accomplish. No problem. You know, I'd love to break Tiger's record. Uh, There's no, that's exactly how you say it right there. I'd love to break Tiger's record. Yeah. That's a lot different than the way he presented it here, like it was almost a fait accompli. Right, and and it's it's not like you're Stuart Sink here saying it, right? You are Brooks Kepka, okay? You are Brooks Kepka who won back-to-back PGAs and won back-to-back U.S. Opens, right? Un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Got four in the bank, man, at 30. Uh, we get all that. But, but two things. You don't talk about it, and you let the action speak for itself. Okay. Yeah. You, you start to add that up because now what, what's going to happen in the next major or the right, you know, uh, I don't know, is he playing in the Ryder cup? Yeah. Um, is he, is he injured or what? Cause he, no, he's fine. He's playing. He is playing. Yeah. Um, what's going to happen here when he loses a match. Okay. What's going to happen when he, when he gets knocked out or something and, and now the crowd's going, okay. Yeah. Just uh, good luck with those majors. Yeah, major, you know. So anyway, but but he he understands all that. He addresses it and goes, "I don't care. I don't care. Get away from me. Yeah, maybe I don't it care works about for you. Him. I don't care about the media. I don't care about whatever you say about me. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, it may work for him. It has to this point four majors. He's been elite the last few years. There's no doubt about that. But another thing he's been the last few years has been injury prone. Right. And that's probably the biggest obstacle of all. That's the biggest reason I say he's not going to do it because he's already 31. And we saw the injuries start firing up for Tiger in his late 30s, early 40s. And uh, inevitably, this guy's getting them, you know, in his late 20s, early 30s. I'm thinking to myself, it'll eventually all get to him. He's a big hitter. I'm sure the torque on that front knee right. and the back and all that stuff that gets to golfers eventually. Um, that's that. That's the biggest reason why I think that's a bit of a pipe dream. Even if everything went well injury-wise, the tour is so good and so deep, and you've only got four chances per year to win one of these majors and hope that's you know in one of those four weekends that uh, somebody else doesn't play their minds out, which is always very possible. Even if you have an amazing round or an amazing tournament, there's someone who might be just that that little bit extra better. Let's maybe talk about this again, Brooks. Maybe revisit this subject when you get to 10 or something like that. Then right. we can maybe start talking about this legitimately. Right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, let's let's yeah, let's bite take a little smaller bite out of the apple there, big big yeah. fella. Yeah. No doubt. Uh the other thing I wanted to talk about here today was uh there could be some good news on the way for our Canadian Olympic four by one hundred relay team on the men's side. Do like tell. things weren't like things weren't already great for Andre de Grasse. Like we know that he won the gold medal in the 200 meters in, in the men's 200 meters. He won a bronze medal in the men's 100 meters and he won another bronze medal in the four by 100 relay or so we thought. It's looking now like a positive test at this stage of the game for PEDs may result in Canada getting Olympic silver, getting bumped up to silver from bronze even though we're here in the middle of September, weeks after the Olympics ended. That's kind of a cool story, but it sort of, it sort of sucks at the same time and that you kind of robbed Canada of a bit of its glory. Right. Yeah. On the day of, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think when it was done before, uh, speaking of Canadian, I've, I'm, I'm going back to uh, shared gold medals with Soleil and Pelche. Remember that whole deal? That was a judging... Uh, Issue, the, wasn't it? Yeah, in the Olympics where they they clearly had won and then the the, the judging was kind of fixed. Remember I, I don't know, they yep. found a judge yep. kicking another judge or something under the yep. table and uh Yeah, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours sort of thing in terms yep. of their marking. Although Stevie, what I do like about it, yeah, when I read that headline, um you know, often often in sports, right, there'll be there'll be some sort of like like felony missed call. Um uh, Brett Hall, foot in the crease, whatever it is, you know, interference calls in football, right? Where they've, they've been life-changing because it ended up in you not getting the Super Bowl and me getting one. Uh, often the frustration from that, uh, from people will be, you know what? They got to change that, man. They got to they gotta figure out how that, you know, that, that that's not fair and they got to change the result. And everyone says, Steve, nope, not going to happen. It'll never happen. It'll never happen that they will change that. Um, but look what they're doing here. Look what they're doing here. So I like it. I like it, right? Results are done. They're in the bank. They get the gold, silver, bronze. Sorry about that. That's the way it happens. And then and something comes out where someone cheated. They don't say, too late. Too late. Sorry. Someone there is going, okay, we got we to gotta reopen this. We got to look. So I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it by the way, it was a great Britain sprinter who, um, apparently, according to the International Testing Agency, 
Um, they said a B sample of uh, Great Britain spinter, sprinter CJ Uha, I believe is the name. He can uh, confirmed an earlier result, which saw him provisionally suspended back in August. I, I'm of two minds on it in that I think the fair thing in the big picture is, yeah, that Britain should lose their medal and Canada should be bumped up and whoever was fourth should get bronze. Um, but at the same time, I, I worry, I, I don't know, the spontaneity of it all. To win mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. it just feels kind of hollow now for Canada many weeks after the Olympics came to an end. Now they're getting a silver. Okay, fine. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I, I worry about the, the spontaneity of celebration could be lost. Like we saw a little bit in the Monday nighter, right? As it's a lot, right. le, a lot lesser deal, right? We thought that the Raiders had scored a touchdown in overtime. Everybody had accepted it. It looked for sure like he was in. Uh, but minutes later after replays, they showed his knee actually touched the ground. So they brought it out to the half yard line and, that was a big deal, obviously, but I think we would have been all okay if the, except if you're a Ravens fan, but mm-hmm. if that had st- stood as a touchdown based on a human decision on the field, I think we all would have gone on with our lives. I don't, I just, I find it bothersome, even though I understand that this is the fairest way to do it, going back and, you know, t- taking wins and, and runs off the board at, well after the fact, like this is an extreme example, this Olympic case here. But I, I don't know. I just I, I like to be in the moment, celebrating the moment we win. Woohoo! Right. Yeah. And then I'm on. I'm three steps up the stairwell, ready to go party up with my friends because we just won it all. And now they're telling me, oh, no, go back and sit down. What? Really? All right. Let's start. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you but if you're the team who's who gets to move up a notch here. Right. Um, I get what you're saying. Right. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Don't worry about it. No, no. They cheated, man. They cheated. Yeah, I know. Houston Astros, Stevie. Houston Astros. Okay, remember they got to keep their World Series, huh? They got to keep their World Series. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Right. Right? Okay. They got to come back and go. No, no. You don't. You don't win. You win shit, man. Okay. (laughs) You win shit is what you're going to win, and they get it. It would be, you know, Pete Rose. Right. Baseball's got a couple. You know, should he? We talked the other day. Would you want a World Championship or or Hall of Fame? I'm, I'm 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 assuming Rose did with Cincinnati. And Lou Pinella under as the, at, at the helm. Um, well, Pete Rose was a manager when he was accused of betting on baseball. No, but I'm assuming he's won a World Series. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, big red machine. Right. So he's got that one, and now he can't get into the Hall of Fame. It's killing him, man. It's killing him, right? Yep. Uh, he's still alive, is he, Steve? Pete Rose. Yep. We uh, I got a chance <laughs> a chance to glad hand him and chat with him for a second about uh, three four years ago at one of those. Uh, Rubber chicken circuit card. things, yeah, card signing or something. But yeah, anyway, exactly. they got it right. You know, they 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 got it right. I think uh, you fucking cheated, man. Right? So I suppose. I suppose. I just, I don't know. I just feel like we lose something. I almost feel like it. I mean, steroids is a different deal, but I don't know if you have five guys on, say, the Tampa Bay Lightning who test positive today for performance enhancing substances that go back to the playoffs. Do you strip the lightning of their right. Stanley cup rings? Yeah. That, um, can, that gets I, I complicated, feel, right? Gets complicated. It really does. Team sport. So. Yeah. And this Olympic story kind of dabbles in that same complicated feel to it. Um, it's the right thing. It is. I get that, but I don't know. I just, uh, why can't everybody play by the damn rules? How about that for two right. seconds? Right. Don't make me what, pull this car over. Anyway. What they probably should do, Steve. 
I, I get what you're saying because it takes it away. Is just take their medal away. Just take their medal away, and you don't have someone moving up or or, or all that stuff. This year, you're, right. you're, yeah, there's no silver that year. Okay, you're out, and people can make their own little assessment of it. But right. there was a there was a gold and a bronze handed out, but the silver's ripped away. So that that's that's good enough, you know. Right. I just because really, I, Steve, if it's a gold. Now you're going, well, wait a minute here, okay? This is, this, is about, this is about a lot more if we get to move into the gold position, but from bronze right. to silver. Anyway. Yeah, it's all very discouraging, though. It's just uh, whether it's a long touchdown return for a touchdown and we're all going bananas, the place is upside down, and there's a little hanky on the field 100 yards away because somebody, uh, somebody breathed on somebody the wrong way. Yeah. Whether it's a guy whose skate is a millimeter offside and they take away the winning goal because of that on a replay that is five minutes it takes. It just uh, – I, I almost want to live with the mistakes and the violations so that we can live in the moment and enjoy the moment, um, right. even if it means that we're going to miss some things. Anyway, right things being done, and that's what I guess I should probably cling to at the more than anything else. Uh, when we come back, final thoughts after these words. I don't know why I'm doing that a lot lately, doing a little sort of a sing-songy a thing. Nervous twitch or something? What, what's I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know what it is, Jimmy. I'll tell you, I listen back, like mm-hmm. air checking, mm-hmm. how often. Uh, that, that's why That's why lately over the last few months, I'm I'm slow in my, like pausing my delivery because I listen back. And, um, 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 and the other one is okay. Holy Jesus, do I say that a lot. Right. Yeah. The uh, Norm McDonald, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Fuck, it's just horrible. Well, in editing the show, and I've done 600 of them, we both need to address uh, you know. Oh, is that, that right? If I, was a, if I was a program director, the uh and the um, um <laughs> right there. We need to replace it with silence. I listened. I was listening to silence. a guy the other. Don't lose your fucking mind, Steve. Silence. I could never silence. do that. Dead hair. Oh my god. No, it actually is really effective. Look at YouTube tonight uh, when you get a chance, and look, look up F. Lee Bailey. Okay, the brilliant lawyer. He died a year or two ago. Uh, brilliant lawyer, celebrity lawyer, and he was on OJ's team. And look at that guy when someone pointed it out to me that when he speaks off the cuff with no notes in a courtroom. He never says, ah, right. It's unreal. The other guy who I heard, I, I, I went to a lunch that he, when he spoke here and I think because he was the commissioner of the CFL and now he's the mayor of Toronto, John Tory. Mm-hmm. Listen to that guy talk. Never, never a pause and never an ah. It's amazing. Yeah. Because they're comfortable. They're comfortable in their own skin enough to have the, have there be silence while they process. Well, I've seen, but I've seen some great orators speak and they still say, ah, sure. But they're not as good as they could be. Right. Okay. I'm going to try it. Let's go. Let's do a final thought. All right. I got to do the commercials. Or do you have to read spots? Yeah. Real quick. All right. Everybody knows. I might keep all that in just for fun. Sure. People want to know. People want to know how the sausage is made. Everyone knows that Jim K Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs. I mean, everybody but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans right up to the big F-750s. The great big F-750s. <laughs> Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck customized for your needs 
jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Are you looking for a better value on your insurance dollar? If all the companies are charging close to the same price, who would you pick? What if I threw in an expert on your side for the same price? Call or text me today. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Compared to this time last year, Ottawa's residential home market has gone bananas. And if you're curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. James, have you any final thoughts today on this fine mid-September afternoon? We're going to do a shock collar. Stevie, both of us have to wear a shock collar. Just so I, I don't we'll know. We'll be if you're dead by the end of the show, James. <laughs> not not if we'd say something shockingly crazy. But if we do the ah or the okay. Right. So the other guy has the Jeopardy button in his hand. So I'm listening to you, you're listening to me, and then all of a sudden it's like Poofed! Oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus, what happened? Yeah, you said okay. What? I Holy wish people could have seen man. the visual on that on that zap. The yeah. facial expression was fantastic. Cross-eyed. Actually, yeah, it looked like you were being electrocuted. It's great. It'll now be you, cr- Yeah, we both have that issue to that that uh, that axe to grind for sure. Yeah. You have the you you do it as sort of a transitional thing. Sort of we're talking about this. We're talking about my red pen and it looks like it's a great pen. Uh <laughs> into the next thing. <clears throat> Boy, that would be a long shock. Yeah, we're going to just yeah. be electrocuted. To, here we go. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Maybe the next show, Steve, you can give me the shocker. <laughs> All um, right, we'll talk to you in our next episode. Yeah, I was, no, it's not. I'm not done. I thought but, shocker was a good way to finish the show. It's a good finisher. Right. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.